Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, a bit of Lucy Freeman in absentia, and my special guest today, Susan Carter. But firstly, can I just address the heartbreaking rumours that may be currently circulating on Twitter over me and Lucy Freeman splitting up due to creative differences this is absolutely uh, fake news. Um, and while Lucy and Mr. Newbie may think that Steph Casey is horrendous and irritating and what other words you used last week, I think she is one of the funniest and most endearing characters in the current cast. And long may the Caseys be around in the storylines. Thank you very much. Let me just assure you that the true reason for mine and Lucy's uh, tenor lady sized gap is the return of Friday Night Archers, which has scuppered our Thursday night recording slot, uh, which was the one that made sure we were able to enjoy our weekends and, 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 and go away and have fun, do whatever we wanted. However, next week we will be reunited. I'm going to make sure we are definitely recording together next week and probably forevermore because next week is Lucy's big birthday. She's not going to listen to this, so she won't mind me telling everybody that uh, next weekend Lucy is hitting a big milestone and although she has achieved everything she ever wanted in her um, wonderful life, uh, successful writing and broadcasting career, beautiful, charming, intelligent children and family, gorgeous boyfriend, loyal and alluring co-host and of course most importantly a chart topping podcast full to the brim of five star reviews keep them coming in thank you very much um what i believe lucy truly deserves is a blue tick from twitter because although she is uh reasonably amusing let's face it on this podcast she is absolutely bloody hilarious on twitter and is a staple in many people's timelines feed lines whatever you call them I've got a lot of friends who don't know who Lucy is never listen to the archers but follow Lucy because they think she's really funny and I think she makes Twitter a better place to be so if anybody does have that direct line to um Elon Musk or who's the one whoever owns Twitter nowadays send them that request thank you very much blue tick for Lucy uh we could start a hashtag or something but now, it's my pleasure to introduce my uh, my wonderful co-host for this week. Uh, she's a national treasure. She's a broadcasting prima donna. Welcome, Susan Carter. Prima donna? I'm very undemanding. Cup of tea and a box of Ferraro Rocher, that's me really. Anyway, it's lovely to be here. 
good. Before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. Oh my God, this is so hard doing it on my own. Oh, sorry, I know you're here, Susan. Oh my God, I miss Lucy. We began the week. Well, actually, this isn't really going to be a week. It's going to be until Wednesday, at which point I board the plane to Berlin and start complaining bitterly about how hot it is. David and Ruth are delighted that it's hot as it means they're making more pennies flogging sunlight to the government by standing on Brookfield's roof with a load of tinfoil. It makes it a little bit crinkly when it rains and you can't look directly at the house anymore without wearing sunglasses, but every little helps. David was getting a bit boring chuntering on about it, so Ruth distracted him by winding him up about Stephanie's suddenly stupid party. He frantically pretended it was all about him caring so much for Steph that he was worried she might be being a bit premature with the party rather than him actually not wanting a barn full of screaming women in chiffon maxi dresses singing I Will Survive. Natasha came over a little queer and had to sit down in the shop and have a glass of water while Susan adjusted her sacrificial robes and started waving pentagrams about. Susan said, after talking nomically about visions and things, that she had always relied on intuition rather than superstition. I mean, you could always rely on science, or at least betting, 50-50, easy peasy. We were, I think, supposed to be agog with excitement about the sex of Natasha's babies. I wasn't. I'll tell you what, let's just wait and see. Jazza and Neil were on tenterhooks about whether or not they were going to be booted out of Barrow along with 300 pigs with their belongings wrapped in spotted handkerchiefs. I haven't got a good feeling about this board meeting, said Neil. Neil, apart from chilly night, you'd never have a good feeling about anything. So of course he was wrong and it was all fine and the bestest news is that Brian is leaving. Brian Brianie, Brian has to have three goes to leave anywhere. He's like a boomerang. He's retired more times than Motley Crue. It would appear that Martin Gibson is taking over Barrow and that Jocelyn has finished his work on the stables. I'd forgotten about that. There's a cross-country course now. All the shiny fit horses will be at the front galloping along and all the ones that can't be arsed will be slinking along at the back and nipping to the shop for some knick-knacks and then running into the car park shouting, Ooh, I'm knackered, and trying to look hot and exhausted. Justin announced that he has a proven track record in sniffing out waste. I wouldn't be showing off about that if I were you, Justin. Martin told him he was sure he'd make a good fist of it. And on that, I'm making no comment. I loathe Martin with a passion, but even so, I was still delighted that he got the job and Justin didn't, just because Justin sounds so incredibly entitled to every position of authority, from head of Barrow to chair of the UN. And also, I am immensely looking forward to listening to Hannah pull all her fingernails off in an effort to be nice to him. Neil will plod on like a well-meaning tortoise, like he always does. And Jazza, well, I give Jazza about three days under Kaiser Gibson. Well, I don't know about Jacob and Kate, do you? He certainly doesn't seem very keen on Kate at the moment, but he does seem genuinely hot on Denise. I'm loath to say that Harriet was right, but I think Harriet was right. And Jacob is very sad and baffled that Chris won't eat his sandwiches with them anymore. I like to think of those two like the detectorists sitting on a fallen tree and talking about Mastermind. I think it would help massively in this situation, by the way, if the archers started doing the same thing with ages that they do with names. When good old Joe was still around and addressing everyone by their first name, surname and inside leg measurement, it was terrifically helpful. New characters get their names mentioned all the time, just so we remember who they are. But this whole Jakob, Kate and Denise thing is genuinely confusing. Are Jakob and Kate the same age and he's doing a bit of cougar spotting? Or are Jakob and Denise the same age and Kate's younger? I am going to lobby for all the characters to be treated like they treat celebrities in tabloid newspapers and say, ah, Hello, Ruth, 52. 
Hiya, Stella, probably early 40s, etc, etc. Poor old Stanley Lamley was at the country fair with Ed and Jazza. Stanley Lamley has now become introverted with no self-esteem as everyone keeps telling him how ugly he is. Even Jazza was at it this week. Poor Stanley got himself in such a state he feigned a limp in order to avoid having to be laughed at by even more people. But Jacob interfered, so he gave up and then got placed, to everyone's surprise. But it was in the category, lamb with face like slapped ass. So, my predictions for the rest of the week. Ben falls through the slaps in the floor of the barn and breaks his leg, faints at sight of own bendy bone, and is given kiss of life by Steph. David refuses to make a piñata with Liam's face on it, but discovers Ruth has a slurry bag with his on it. Do let me know if I'm right. In the meantime, I shall leave you in the entirely incapable hands of Harriet, and I will be back with you to do the whole week next week. Do not get overheated, and lots of love. The end. Thank you, Lucy. Oh, my God. I just read out loads of Lucy's script. And um, Lucy's very kindly written down all the emails for me. But I had a slight formatting problem and read them all completely wrong and thought I was reading an email from um, Tom Peach talking about Asda in Birmingham. Then I should have got suspicious then, shouldn't I? Because we all know he's in the outback somewhere. Uh, Anyway, I... um... (laughs) I made a big up and I've just had to go back and press re-record. But when you're not doing it with Lucy, it's hard because I usually count on Lucy just getting rid of anything that's... Rub- well, I mean, it's all rubbish anyway, isn't it? But I, don't have to, I usually don't have any responsibility like this. But I feel completely responsible for making this a perfect show. And it's hard. It's hard to have all that on your shoulders. Yes, it is. Tell me about it. All right, Susan. You weren't supposed to speak there. Okay, so... Where do we get to? Thank you, Lucy. Have I done that bit already? I can't even remember, see? Right, let's have a look. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, Susan, let's do some emails. <laughs> Righto, none of them are crude, are they? I like a laugh as much as the next woman. I'm a huge fan of Lee Mac, but I can't do crude. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, let's see. This is from Catherine Rowan-Jones, who says... Thank you so much for regular hilarity. It's the highlight of my listening week. I laugh like a drain while knitting. Sometimes I have to put it down before I shake stitches off the needles. 
Ooh, sounds painful. Despite the much missed, I know he's busy, Tom Peach. Good luck with the play, Tom. There was much down under. Sorry, this is just, sorry, just to, um, so there's no confusion about this. This confused me. This is still Catherine speaking. Catherine, if I knew how you sounded, I could probably do your voice. So please send a voice note in and next time I'll read it in your voice. But can, so just listeners, go with me. This is still Catherine. Despite the much missed, I know he's busy, Tom Peach. There was much from down under. I've read that wrong. Lucy would do a much better job. This is why I don't do emails. I can't read them proper. <sighs> there was much down under this week. Poor Mr. Newbie. <laughs> was that one of those? Anyway, three things. Where the actual fuck is Jenny Darling? No way would she miss hovering ineffectually and wringing her hands over angina-stricken Brian and before that, wailing about Alice's divorce wrangling. I guess the actor is working elsewhere. Do hope she's not ill. Oh, God, I hope not to. Hopefully she's just doing a nationwide ad or something like that. The adverts I heard this week were for Asda. Fair enough. And some retail outlet centre in Birmingham featuring North Face. Yes, really. Is the AI algorithm getting clever? Oh, it already is. Moonlighting. Annette Badland features in the brilliant Big Boys on Channel 4 as a fantastically foul-mouthed, fag-smoking Harridan. What is a Harridan, please? On reflection, perhaps not such a stretch from Hazel Woolley. True. But Annette is a amazing actress isn't she oh i'm gonna watch that i haven't um trouble with channel four is uh if like me you watch it on all four. Oh, the adverts are so annoying aren't they so by the time i've like downloaded the show and then watched the adverts my, my, my attention span has dissolved and, and i and i just put netflix back on but i might give that a go uh what is a harridan please thank you that was me not Catherine saying that uh cheers Catherine rowan jones Okay. Oh, well, you forgot I was here, didn't you? Yes, I did, Susan, quite frankly. You're, you've become a hindrance. Well, there was a bit of language in that, wasn't there? Not that I, saying she's wrong about Hazel Woolley, no one has a good word to say for her, not even me. And you know I always like to be positive about people. Susan, were you reading that wrongly off the script? Yeah, I'm sight reading like you, so it's hard. What I meant, what I meant to say was, there was a bit of language in that, wasn't there? Not that I'm saying she's wrong about Hazel Woolley. No one has a good word to say for her. Not even me. And you know, I always like to be positive about people. And now we have this from Helen Sherwood. Uh, bonjour, lovely ladies et monsieur. That's Helen Shirt. That's how she sounds. Just a quickie for me as I'm languishing in a hotel bed in Copenhagen. Oh, gosh, that gave me a shock. Quickie from Helen Sherwood. Languishing in a hotel bed in Copenhagen. Just a quickie for me as I am languishing in a hotel bed in Copenhagen the night before my birthday. Oh, my God. How lovely. <laughs> Mr S flung his undergarments in the general direction of our luggage last night and referred to the pile of washing as his Grundies. <laughs> as I was laughing at how this made-up word was so sadly appropriate for Cl- for Clary et al, he referred me to the dictionary definition, which I thought you wordy lovelies would like. Grundies. Uh, and here is the dictionary definition. Grundies. Noun, informal, Australian. Underpants. 
he had his trousers and his grundies round his ankles. So is it an Australian word? I assume it must be. He had his trousers and his grandies around his ankles. Sorry for, for anybody Australian listening. That was a terrible example. Thanks for that, Helen. Thank you. Oh, the Grundies are also um, the members of Grundy TV, I presume. Who made Neighbours, RIP. Loved Neighbours. Very sad that it has now ended. Thank you, Helen. Oh, no, isn't that interesting? I'll tell Clara she liked that, I should think. After all, your surname reflects your ancestors, doesn't it? <clears throat> so Eddie must have come from a long line of pants. More emails next week. I'm saving some. Oh, my God. I just literally can't wait till Lucy's back. I'm saving some for when Lucy's back. In the meantime, let's go over to Radio Borsetshire, where Fabrizia Felbersham is answering your style queries. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, look at this. Picture of oil on balcony from Jubilee. The Duchess of Middleton is so thin now she looks like a bony horse in at. Megan Merkin is not there. She was not allowed in case Netflix come with her. And neither is the ginger one or the pizza one that do not sweat on teenagers. They are all skinny so the balcony do not fall off wall, I think. Colin? Colin, who is that one? No, not that one. On the end, where I point. No, this one. Oh, oh. Hello, hello. This is Febreze of Felpersham looking like I just stepped out of the salon because I have. This week, Febreze is answering questions from his email. People have sent me their style dilemmas, so some are with picture, which I like very much as I like to see the thing behind, like duvet cover, or maybe sex toy reflected in the mirror. Okay, Colin have printed them out for me, so there is not annoying click. No, Colin, I was not being insulted, I said annoying click. Okay, here we go. I, Febreze, I dislike my sister-in-law, but have to attend her wedding. Can I wear white to upstage her? No, you cannot. Not because of bitchy, but because in this country where white is a disaster. No sun, so not suntan. If you have fake suntan, it come off on the white like poo stripe and also make you smell like a roast chicken. Also, always at wedding there will be lemon tart with raspberry coulis for pudding. Then you will get it down the white and people will come and dab at you with vanish. Save it for Milan. Instead, I would wear dramatic black and a very enormous hat with a huge brim like Christian Scotch Thomas in four weddings and a buffet and cry a lot. And then people will gossip and think you were having an affair with the groom and then you will be the centre of all the attentions. Have fun. Next, please, Colin. Okay. Dear Febreze, now that Prince William... Uh, which one E? Oh, the baldy one with the teeth. Yes, yes. Now that Prince William is moving to Berkshire, I am thinking of following suit, but I'm unsure how to change my very metropolitan wardrobe to look stylish in country. Oh, that one is easy. 
do not look stylish in the country. The only people what look stylish in country are not country people. You can see more riding boots on an autumn day on Bond Street than in the real country. When I come to Ambridge to visit Sabrina to tint her Bichon Frise, the first times I wore tweed and a deer sticker at and very smart brogue and no one was wearing the same as me except for Matt Crawford. Well, he was definitely wearing the brogue, but I could not see nothing else as his legs were sticking out from under a Renault Clio. If you want to blend in, wear tracksuit and welly, but if you want to look style, stay in Felpersham. Oh, another one. Dear Febreze, the weather is warming up finally, and I would like to get out and about in my sandals, but I am not sure if my feet are groomed enough. Oh, and there is a picture. Oh! Oh, oh, maybe this is not as bad as I thought. I will turn torch on on phone. Oh, now I have taken another picture of my thumb. Oh, Colin, Colin, how do I turn torch on? Which button? Oh, it work. Oh, oh, sorry, Colin. Can you see? Oh, put hand over it and wait a minute. Now, let me see this feet. Oh, God. Oh, let me read. I have bought a foot file and foot lotion, but I do not know how to use. Well, I think putting foot lotion on that would be like greasing a rhino. And for foot file, I think not strong enough. I would try tin opener. You are going to have to come into salon, I would advise. I will tell Kelly Marie to put all day aside. She will have to wear the welding mask, I think, and we will need a skip. So it will be expense, but worth it. Okay, I think that is the end of my style clinic. Oh, no, no, there is one more. The lady who had the problem with the unevenness. I will not go into the detail, but my advice would be make sure you always have one leg slightly forward on photo and steer clear of tankini. Yes. Bye-bye, and remember, if you cannot be style, don't bother. Colin, it is now the traffic. Oh, Colin, can you see yet? Radio Borsetshire. Thank you for Bryce. I'll see you later, actually, as I'm popping in for a mani-piddy. If you can tell Kelly Marie I want honk if you're horny on both, that'd be great. If you would like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, you can support them at any subscription level. And to be honest, I think support's exactly what they need. You're right, Susan. I can't believe we haven't even talked about Jacob's heavy horses. But I'll save that for Lucy's monologue. Or she'll save it for that. Um, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at, at, on Ambridge. Febreze is at Fabulous Febreze. Mr. Newbie is at Newbie Couch. Or you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. I promise that next week, Lucy will do the emails. She can read them better than me. Thank you. We're giving... Oh, oh my God, it's literally just me on my own. Even Matt's on holiday. We're giving Matt Rodriguez pain a break this week as he must be exhausted. Actually, last week, I was thinking, God, if I was Matt, I would just dread 
Every Monday morning, I would wake up and dread the fact that I have to write another inspiring, beautiful, original composition for <laughs> for a uh, for a podcast that, that is what we are number eight in the uh, in the arts uh, Apple Podcasts, Matt. So, uh, but no, poor Matt, he. Blimmingwell deserves a break. Theme Guy will hopefully be back next week. Um, and so uh, love and best wishes to Matt. And we'll go out with our normal tune. Oh, my God. I feel like it's the apocalypse or something. Everything's falling apart. Thank you so much for listening. And have a lovely week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Harriet. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. And remember, support your local shop. Oh, Susan, talking about shops. Lucy's not the only influencer in town. How yeah? Yes. Luckily, I brought into my cupboard with me this beautiful bottle. Oh, that is lovely, isn't it? I'm going to shake it up. Uh, this is a stunning... Um, I got, we got loads of some very um, lovely people sent me and Lucy some of these gorgeous drinks and I've been waiting to drink one on the show. Um, they're called Agua de Madre and it is... Right, okay. It's called Water Kefir. Obviously, that sounds absolutely disgusting. And uh, when I heard we were getting some kefir drinks, I practically vomited before I'd even drunk one. Then... They arrived. Not only are they in beautiful bottles, I'm going to post a photo. The packaging is absolutely stunning and classy and you barely don't really want to drink it because it just looks good. Um, I did, I, 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 me and the kids drank some of these recently and we were like, oh my God, it's delicious. It's like a proper sparkling drink, but with a bit of a kick. And uh, not only did I love it, I hate kefir, but I loved this. The kids did too. It was only later that I realised these are a tiny bit alcoholic. But, um, I mean, there's hardly any alcohol in them, I think, just from the fermentation. So, I mean, they all went to bed happier than usual. But I'm not uh, suggesting you do actually um, feed your kids this drink. Anyway, Agua de Madre. This is a pomegranate hibiscus water kefir, naturally sparkling. And this contains 55 billion live cultures. Okay, so I'm going to see what it sounds like when I open it to the mic. One second. Oh! I don't know if, if I should cut that because um, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Stupidly, I shook up a blooming sparkling kefir drink and now it's gone <laughs> all over the room. Thank God it didn't go on my laptop. A little bit did actually. Oh, bollocks. Hang on. Ah, okay. Uh, oh, I should have been filming it because it probably looked quite funny. I'm completely soaked. Oh, blimey. I smell like beer. Okay, but like there's still a bit left in my bottle, so I'm oh blimey. This is why um this is why me and Lucy shouldn't influence things. Just we anyway. Okay, I'm gonna have a bit anyway.
Oh, it's really nice, actually. It's almost worth getting your whole room covered in sticky kefir sparkling stuff because actually that tastes really nice. Oh my God, but the room's going to stink forever and ever more. Yes, that's really rather delicious. What I like about it is it's sort of like an alcoholic drink, but it doesn't have much alcohol in it. 1.2%. Is that safe for kids? I mean, I won't be giving it to them again, obviously. Um, But (laughs) tastes really nice. It's like a nice sort of um, wine alternative. And seeing as it's about 11am today, uh, that's probably a good thing. But now I have to go because I have to... I can this is like it's all heaven sent I can use my old vax um wow sorry to make this whole podcast about but I have to say thank you so much to people who keep sending things because I'm genuinely finding everything I get through the door really useful so I'm gonna vax this all up and uh, it'll all smell lovely and fresh oh I never smelt fresh in the first place it's a sweaty recording cupboard so it's probably good that I spilt some hibiscus all over the floor anyway did I say the goodbyes I really miss Lucy I don't ever want to do this on my own ever again thank you very much but if you if you have made it to the end I salute you and I send you a thousand kisses and thanks and you know I promise you you will not have to endure this suffering ever again bye I have to do all the theme music as well yeah a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.